Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Today we are doing mistletoe. And this, I feel like, is going to end up being a bit of a hodgepodge episode. Like mistletoe, yeah. maybe some cuffing season, chatter, all sorts of holiday love. Yeah, maybe slightly opposite of the last one, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> slightly opposite. Uh, before yeah. we dive in, though, I have to ask, uh, you teased last week about the new live action Beauty and the Beast. Did you watch? Can you give the listeners any updates? You know, I did watch and I, I'll give I'll give them the credit of like showing you like the artistry behind the animation, like the actual drawings and like kind of doing it in a creative way and a lot more um, minority representation with this mm-hmm. and more musical talent but it's it's the same fucking story you know <laughs> i was waiting for it to take a turn but they they just use like the exact script and the exact dialogue from beauty and the beast oh that's that's i don't know i feel like they could have updated that too and that would have been they could have for sure but they i think they're they're like playing up too much tribute to it and like too many people were chiming in saying like how like it meant so much to them as a little kid and yada 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 and I was like all right they're gonna they're not gonna change anything up here but some some changes were positive I'll say that all right all right well I do also have an update on Team Morocco they unfortunately lost uh, their semifinal game so they played in the match for third place against Croatia and they lost that as well so they finished in fourth but still an amazing run for an African nation in the World Cup agreed and from what I understand Argentina like I guess really really deserved it or Messi really deserved it I don't know yeah I don't follow but (laughs) I was definitely so the championship game ended up being between uh Argentina and France and France is the defending they won four years ago for men's and Messi I guess has never won a FIFA World Cup but he has basically won every other accolade or you know event that you can in soccer so it was I was kind of rooting for him and he had a great game. He scored two goals, so you know. And then he uh yeah. made his he started them off. I think he was the leadoff kicker because it went to it went to I think they're called penalty kicks at the end, where the game was still tied even ex- after extra time. And they do the five on five kick. And I'm pretty sure he was the first one for Argentina to go and he kind of just started them off and every single Argentina footballer made their uh, goal. So, yeah, happy for Messi. I wish all soccer games were just penalty kicks because that's the kind of attention span I have for watching the sport (laughs) where I'm just like, can we just fucking shoot at the goal? And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it is a lot of riding around the field. Um, There are long periods of that, agreed. So mistletoe though a little more exciting Mm. perhaps slightly yeah a little bit more exciting than soccer well let me tell you do you know uh let's start off with the history so do you know the history of the mistletoe kissing tradition 
No, I, I feel like it has to be something medicinal was associated with this mistletoe, but you tell me what the story is. Well, there is some medicinal properties, well, or lack of. We'll, we'll chat about that as well, but let me first start off with where this comes from. I guess it comes from Norse uh, mythology, which is like Scandinavian mythology, if you think of like Odin and Loki and, and those gods. So there is a god called, I'm probably mispronouncing this, Baldur, B-A-L-D-U-R, and he was very beloved. And so the other gods wanted to protect him. His mother, who is named Frigg, uh, she took an oath from basically every everything on earth, like fire, water, all the metals, stones, earth, trees, poisons, animals, birds, all of these things. Um, and they all agreed in this oath not to hurt Baldor. So fast forward to this gathering sometime later where they decide to test this. And they, you know, all these gods get together and they, you know, shoot arrows and stones and flames all at Baldur. And he uh, is invincible. It's great. Well, Loki is uh, a bit jealous of this. And he decides to, uh, you know, he basically sets out to find anything on Earth that will hurt Baldur. So he finally discovers the tiny garden plant that is mistletoe. And he discovers Hmm. that mistletoe did not make this oath. So he made a dart out of it and uh, he used it to murder Baldur in front of the other gods. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So you're thinking again, where is this going with kissing? I know. I know. I was thinking the same. Uh, (laughs) Frigg, his mother, devastated, she cries and her tears become the berries of the mistletoe plant. And at that point, it was decreed that mistletoe would never again be used as a weapon and that a kiss would be placed on anyone who passed under it. And hence the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe. So it's kind of like to pay tribute to her son. Yeah, her murdered son. Like, her son who was murdered oh, by mistletoe. Damn, like that is not sexy at, at all. No, <laughs> totally kind of ruins the appeal. <laughs> Ooh, I might need to change my list. No, just kidding. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's not what I would have expected at all. No, not where I thought the uh, history was going. I will link. I found another mental floss article, which is what I found on the coal last week. So I will link this in the show notes if you want to read more. It also had, though, to your point about medicinal properties, it also talks a little bit about um, the lack of medicinal properties, we'll say. So apparently certain varieties are poisonous. Uh, they're their berries are toxic and will cause you to have like stomach pain so much that some poison control centers actually send out a holiday safety flyer to advise people not to eat mistletoe. Uh, It's also a parasitic plant in that mistletoe um, attaches to trees and basically steals the the tree host water and nutrients and that's how it thrives 
Um, mm-hmm. And then it also apparently the berries are coated or, or the seeds. I'm not sure. I guess that's maybe different than the berries are coated in a and I quote semen like substance that allows them to <laughs> stick oh. to tree branch uh, tree branches. So birds pick them up and spit them out and that's how they get dispersed and they stick to trees until they get their little fangs in them to start sucking that tree's nutrients out of it. So they're they're pretty horrible on multiple levels. Yeah, where where is mistletoe f- found because gosh, the In case I start to get into like wild foraging like the rest of the hipsters in St. Pete and I'm like out in this like abandoned lot and I'm like, "Ooh, perhaps I can make a jam out of this. I want to make sure I'm not taking myself down. That's a great question. This article doesn't mention, I have to imagine Scandinavia, if if the legend comes from there, right? That it's probably native to yeah. that area. Um, but I wonder if it's... Unless it migrated here somehow. Yeah, let's Could happen. see. Well, although it sounds like perhaps... There's different types of mistletoe. Like there's an American mistletoe. Um, so yeah, native to Eastern North America. Hmm. European mistletoe, hmm. British. So there, yeah. Apparently, there's many varieties of mistletoe native to many places around the world. So um, I don't have any good advice for your foraging future. Okay, well, contact your local shaman. They can advise you of what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so what are your, especially after hearing uh, these details, what are your thoughts on the tradition in general? You know, are you a a fan of the idea of kissing under the mistletoe? Find it creepy? I mean, I don't think the, the opportunity has ever presented itself for me to kiss anybody under the mistletoe. I mean, I've had some pretty drunken Christmas kisses. I don't know. Yeah. Near a Christmas tree. Yeah, I don't think I've ever kissed anyone under the mistletoe either. I can't think of a time. I feel like it's a cliche, you know, holiday movie trope. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like yeah. those Hallmark Lifetime movies. I feel like they always involve a mistletoe. But I, I can't think of when I've ever personally done it. Um, can't. Can't can't say that I have, no. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being, like, cute if, you know, you have a partner and you hang it up and invite him over and, like, haha, kind of a little cute moment there. But I also feel like it's just an opportunity for people to be creepy, you know, like some creepy dude <laughs> oh, or like gal. Looks like you crossed under the mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. You know the type, right? It's me and you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Yeah. You know, I don't know. I all of a sudden see the, like, creepiness in it that I never did as a kid. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem practical to be lining up with a, with a plan above my head yeah. and an excuse to kiss somebody. Yeah, not at all. I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> with consent, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Very much. Um, yeah. So I know where you're going to get into who we would kiss under the mistletoe. But before we do that, I actually looked up. I was curious to see if there are any well-known scenes in movies that involve mistletoe kisses. And 
there is a laundry list again of those like lifetime hallmark movies none of which i could uh, just differentiate from the others because they're all pretty cliched and alike yeah Um, like home for christmas christmas at home Christmas is at home, something with home every time. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple with mistletoe kisses in the title, uh, which (laughs) (laughs) kind of giving it away, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there are some other pretty well-known movies. So I'm going to I'm going to shoot these by you. Let me ask if you've seen them and uh, if you remember the scenes and what your thoughts are. Uh, I, f- I forget, are you a Harry Potter fan? Because Harry Potter's first kiss is under the mistletoe with Cho Che, yeah. Order of the Phoenix. I've seen all the Harry Potters, and I do remember that scene. What are your thoughts on it? Cute? Take what you can from it, yeah. It was kind of cute for, for Harry Potter. Yeah, I think there was something like, right, because the mistletoe, at least in the movie, I've never read the book, it like uh, magically appears. Yeah. It like a bit more whimsical than than creepy, at least. Yeah, it's it knows that Harry and Cho want to kiss, and they just, they just need a little nudge, so it appears. Yeah. Oh, Harry, good for you, buddy. Right. Um, while you were sleeping, did you ever see that movie? Sandra Bullock. I probably Bill have. It sounds very like early nineties. Yeah, he, I think I have seen that. You'd be right. Nineteen ninety three, I believe, was the year it came out. Oh, that's the peak of my life. Eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, So that movie actually takes place in Chicago, and I have not seen it since I moved to Chicago. And I keep meaning to watch it because it's kind of fun watching movies now that I live here and get the like points of reference. Um, but I don't remember the scene. But I guess it's a, a scene where the two main characters kiss under the mistletoe. So I don't really have any commentary on it. And I don't quite remember it. Mm, me neither. I don't. I don't think I was too big of a fan of him in general. But yeah, I was a child, so might have to revisit. Liked him in Independence Day when he was saving the world, but I, he's not like a rom com guy for me. No, no, I don't think so either. Sandy B, though, she's like one of my top rom com yeah. gals. Yeah, yeah. I'd kiss her under mistletoe. I'd say, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers to our next segment. Um, Okay, I've got one more movie for you. Toy Story. It's the final scene. Bo Peep. uh, She, like, brings Woody over and the little little sheep are holding the mistletoe above. And she basically assaults him to get a kiss. Remember that scene? (laughs) I think so, yeah. The first Toy Story? Very first Toy Story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the last Toy Story did not end that way at all. So, um, th- yeah, that was kind of cute. Yeah, it's kind of Get you some Bo Peep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did forget consent, though. I know. It's, it's, that, during those times, maybe they needed to be reminded. Right. <laughs> Although I don't know, like, is toy, you know, is toy consent? This I don't really know, right? We're probably getting into it. It was cute. It was a cute little scene. It was funny. Yeah, they're plastic. Their their parts aren't doing much. We know that. <laughs> right. Can't even bend the knee. <laughs> Ken definitely didn't have a dick because I look. So yeah, their parts aren't doing much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Thank God. God. How traumatizing. 
I know, could you? The first dick you saw was Ken's on a doll. That'd be weird. Yeah, and like, I mean, it would need to be a flaccid dick, right? So like, I don't know. That's just... <laughs> or I hope they would have the kindness to at least make it that. <laughs> Do you imagine if Ken just had a raging erection every Ken doll? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been probably more appropriate. Anyway. I'd tell Barbie not to kiss Ken under that mistletoe if, if that was the case. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> do- Stand back. Don't know what he's packing. Oh, well, okay. So on to our main segment. We're going to have a little bit of fun, I guess, with people we would kiss under the mistletoe. Yeah. You want to? Yeah. I'd kiss all sorts of people in general under the mistletoe, but I I narrowed it down for this season. Oh, I mean, don't hold back. Uh, feel free to let them all out. But why, why don't you kick us off? Who's, who's person number one? Okay. Number one pick for me, I'm going to say. She's she's kind of she's a known actress, but she's not like super well known. Her name is Jacqueline Tabani. Do you know who she is? No. Oh God, she's super hot, and she has been recently in the L Word Gen Q. Which have you ever seen the L Word? I've seen like a random episode way back in the day. The original okay. L Word, not the new one. Yeah, the original L word, I mean, it was it was good, but like this newer one is a little bit more I, I feel like they bring more attention to like social issues. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just think she's gorgeous first off. And then like the role that she pr- plays inside this season is I, f- I just feel like it's like an underrepresented part of like the lesbian community because she's just like a raging drunk that actually gets her shit together Mm. and you don't often see that portrayed on tv and she has a lot of like presence in activism on her social media so she like uses her platform to like raise awareness towards um trans rights and like black lives matter and I don't know. I just feel like she seems like she's like a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. And I just think she's so hot. I cannot. I, I can barely watch the show. And I, I watched the show and her um, her uh, character's name is Finley. And I watched it with Diana. And Diana is like so repulsed by Finley. And I'm just like, I just think she's gorgeous. <laughs> so I know Diana listens to this podcast and she's just like barfing in her mouth. But I just, I, I, I would destroy her under the mistletoe i would not just kiss her <laughs> <laughs> wow okay i'm gonna have to look her Hall up. pass for life Hall pass for life i'm gonna have to look her up i will say i noticed the i probably have felt this way f- for a long time but definitely the older i get the more people's like personalities sway how i see them and i know i don't really know these celebrities but I do have like, you know, crushes on people who use their platform and their celebrity for like raising awareness on important issues. Like I do tend to think that that's attractive for some reason. Um, so oh, you have you have some depth in you. Wow. Good. <laughs> just, Great. Just a little. Still pretty shallow over here. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't know we were ranking them in a particular order, but I. Well, there really isn't an order, but like she just is overwhelming to me that I just had to be like, this is like, if I had to pick one person under the mistletoe, she's clear. She's clearly the goat, greatest of all time for for you. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> my lame sports reference. Moving on. Um, so the first person I have on my list, I used to have, I don't, I don't know if I have the same level of crush I used to have for this person, but I associate him with so many movies that I enjoy watching during the holiday season that I just, I would love him to be my first mistletoe kiss. And that is Mr. Colin Firth. Colin Firth, who is that? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> he's in love, actually. He is the one mm. whose wife cheats on him. And then he goes to write his story in their like house in France oh, and falls in okay. love with his. That's him. Uh, okay. He plays uh, Mark Darcy in Bridget Jones's Diary. And yeah, he's a cutie. I like him. Yeah. He's also in the like, BBC, I think it's the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice. He plays Mr. Darcy in that. So I always watch both Love Actually and Bridget Jones' Diary multiple times over the holiday season. Um, And I used to just, I don't know, he did it for me. He still does. Um, Not to say he doesn't, but there's other people that are, you know, probably on the hall pass. But... (laughs) The mistletoe list, I mean, it's him. I think he's number one. Uh, I think they did some kind of, I don't know if they did some Love Actually reunion or spinoff or something. There's something new with Love Actually. Oh, I'll have to look it up. So Hmm. spice up your life and watch that. (laughs) Sorry, that was a British reference. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. Which, uh, which, uh, off the rails here, but which Spice Girl was your number one Spice Girl? I think I was a posh spice person at the time. Or I would probably take a stab at ginger as well. I was not a baby spice. Definitely not. No, I think baby was probably my least favorite. I, I think I tried to and want to identify with sporty spice. Um, hmm. I think scary spice is gorgeous. And so these are like the gorgeous. spice girls that you admired and didn't want to unveil their clothing that's the difference probably between us (laughs) yeah I probably had a different approach to them than you yeah 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 I think I was like 10 or 11 when Spice Girls emerged and that might have been the time when I was like this is a the real deal for me this is not a phase whatsoever Mm. Mm. you're like I'm gonna have this type of spice in my life forever okay yeah scary spice that was mostly what it was for sure Mm-hmm. All right. Who else you got on the list? Um, my next one is actually a real life person that I have encountered recently. <laughs> and his name is Dr. Soleil. He is my dog's veterinarian. Ooh. He's a sweet angel of a man. And um I don't know, I brought him to Marley or brought Marley to him like when she basically had a really bad um episode she fainted on thanksgiving and i had been taking her to a vet like over here because she had been acting weird and they ran blood work on her and i kept like saying no there's something wrong with my dog and they like assured me like she just had like some kind of like anal gland infection i don't know something like very like this is what's wrong with her just like take her home or whatever but i took her to him and he was just like so thorough and explained everything to me so nicely and he was really like calm with her and Marley's not like just easy going with most people. And I just love him. And I have to go all the way to Odessa for it. And you know, I 
don't really like like traveling 40 minutes to go see a vet but he's totally worth it Mm. and a man who loves animals i mean and he Mm. smells amazing like any (laughs) any time i bring marley (laughs) to him and he like holds her and i take her home i'm like damn i need to like figure out what he's wearing and like dab it around marley all the time because she's just like a sweet little smelling angel and i just love it so (laughs) i thought you were gonna say like marley loves the smell of him and i'm like oh it's probably like liver he probably puts liver behind his ears (laughs) no it's for me it's definitely for me (laughs) understood understood yeah Um, i need to ask him what he wears and be like hey unrelated to my dog's health um (laughs) what kind of cologne do you put on what's that signature scent of yours uh so i saw a dermatologist years ago and i just went to my uh, like this medical group i go to and just signed up for the first derm that had an appointment and i was going to get a skin cancer screening so i go in there meet the nurse first and she's like why don't you like you know strip down and put this robe on we'll send the doctor and in comes his name is dr kavanaugh he is like a real life Ken doll. This man is <laughs> fucking gorgeous. Like I got lost in his eyes. His skin is flawless. His physique was amazing. Um, and I was butt naked. And uh, it was just a mortifying, a mortifying experience for me. Um, you know, as he inspected every inch of my body for signs of skin cancer and moles. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Although, so he left the practice, which is, is good for me, because every time I'd call, they're like, oh, do you want to see Dr. Kavanaugh again? I'm like, really? No, I don't. Um, if I was going to say, is this a mistletoe else, person, or are you just mentioning this because I'm nope, talking about a just, doctor? Okay. Yep, just mentioning it because you're talking about a doctor. <laughs> uh, but he, he left the practice, and then I looked him up recently, and um, he has a private practice now, and I, he got some work done, some plastic surgery, it looks like. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, I feel like it's kind of a shame because he was just flawless individual before. Um, but I'd be afraid to kiss him. So he is not, no, he's not on my mistletoe list. Um, <laughs> Why would you be afraid? <laughs> I just, he's so he's too hot. immaculate and yeah. Although, you know, the next person on my mistletoe list is pretty flawless, but like I don't care. I would I would make this happen. It's um Chris Evans, Captain America himself. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, I've watched that recently. Damn, yeah. Yeah. He's got this dog called Dodger that's like his best friend and the love of his life. And right there is something about like men who like animals and are good with animals that's just here's my ovaries um like (laughs) i want to have a dog with you not a baby (laughs) (laughs) right that's that is actually true but yeah i think he's the most handsome of the chrises you know there's the chris debate among the uh, heterosexual women i think wait chris evans is the oh my gosh so there's chris hemsworth chris pine um chris uh Oh my gosh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He played Chris Star Lord. There you mm-hmm. go. The four Chris's. People are like, rank them. Where would you put them? And like Chris Evans, definitely number one for me. Yeah, I mean, I think he's pretty up there. 
I don't really know the other Chris's. I know who Chris Pratt is, but that's from Parks and Rec. When he was yeah, not Park. probably the most wanted man in the world. <laughs> No. But I loved him no. in that. I loved him in that. Yeah, I think he was more lovable in that than he is perhaps right now. But I digress. Uh, yeah. Who's next? Uh, next for me, um, you know, sometimes we've probably talked about this person before. Off, I don't know if we've talked about it on camera, off camera, or off podcast. But there are times that I really would like to kiss the cat cafe owner under the mistletoe. Mm. Depends. Yeah. She's yeah. just very, uh, her presence, it just uh, is very attractive. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but I'm sure she knows this information already. So there you have it. She's like pretty mm. much on my level, like emotionally. Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's that attraction. And it's probably something worth exploring, I would think. But We'll find out. Some mistletoes around. Mm, mm, mm. I um I was trying to think of someone in my real life that I'd want to kiss under the mistletoe, and I was coming up empty. Um, I mean, either... there are others, but there are definitely people I know I should not be fucking kissing under the mistletoe at this point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my next one is a Chris, not one of the well-known Chris's that people normally consider, uh, but it's Chris Hayes. He's a, uh, anchor on MSNBC, so he's a journalist. Uh, I know mm. it's a little unconventional. That's okay. Uh, he's, yeah. he's rocking a dad bod, um, but I just, I think he's adorable and, um, I just think he's intelligent and passionate about a lot of you know issues related to equality and social justice in this world and I find that even more sexy um so he's actually you know as I mentioned the women heterosexual women argue Mm -hmm. over the four Chris's but he's my number two Chris he's going above Hemsworth Pratt Pine sliding into that number two Chris spot for me Definitely would kiss him. Under Hopefully the you don't have to fight as many people for him if they don't know about him as much, you know? Yeah, I don't Keep think he has quite the... Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe I should redact this part of the podcast so word does not get out. Um, he is married, though. So, oh, okay. you know, I'm not a home wrecker, but... Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe at a drunk holiday party. Maybe if he can ha- hall pass, then that would work out. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you remember the Friends episode where Ross has the hall pass and he takes, yeah. I forget the celebrity, and she retorts back uh, basically, oh, I just took you off my list of five random dudes at a coffee shop hall yeah, pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel I like that, that would be Chris Hayes would be like, oh, sorry, I just took you off my five random women in Chicago podcast. Or uh, hall pass. Hey, dream big, girl. I don't know. I was hoping for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Who are you kissing next? Shit. Okay, Chelsea Handler, come on down. She fucking makes Ooh. me laugh. And she's a hot older lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's... Uh, and she would 100% 
be down for kissing under some mistletoe. Like of all the people we have mentioned so far, I feel like she'd be the first person to get down on a mistletoe kiss. Yeah, and then call you a cab because she wants nothing to do with you because she loves her single life. Absolutely, but she'll probably yeah. pay for the cab, so it's like win-win. That's true, yeah. she's She's got some loot. She'd pay for it. Yeah, and she's like a self-sufficient woman. If she wants you out of her, like, way, she'll she'll pay the cab to take you away. Yeah, if you're not following Chelsea Handler on social media, if you use social media, you're missing out. Because there is some... I think I've sent you some of the videos or links or something, but they crack me the fuck up. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do we follow Chelsea Handler on our Instagram? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Good. Sometimes Good. we message her directly with funny stuff, too. Oh, do we? Do we? Yeah, and whoever's managing her account will reply back sometimes with a heart. Oh, my God. I'm sure it's not her. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not either. <laughs> oh, okay. So my next uh, my next person, this is a newer, newer crush for me. Um and that is John David Washington. Do you know who he is? No, that's a very official sounding name. Like he sounds like royalty. I know. I mean, he kind of is royalty. He's Denzel Washington's son, which oh, okay. I mean, I mean, yeah, a little bit of royalty, right? <laughs> Acting royalty. Uh, he was so he was uh, the main. He plays the protagonist which is actually the character's name and, and is the, the main character in Tenet. And um, that was, the I feel like, the first movie I saw him in. And he is fine in that movie, in my opinion. Like, he wears a very expensive tailored suit in it. And he is just, the man is fine. Um, I recently saw him in Amsterdam, which was like an ensemble cast movie, but... He was one of the main characters and he plays like a more, I don't know, like you see a little softer, sweeter side to him in a certain way. Um, And so it just like, I don't know, I've got like weak knees when I see him. I just think he's adorable, but he can like really have that sexy James Bond-esque type look to him as well. And I'm just like, what can you not do, sir? I don't know. I've got to look him up now. Uh, How do I not know who that is? I live under a rock. I fall asleep through every TV show and movie, though. That's my defense, where I'm like, by the time I get to figure out who the hell I'm watching, I'm passed out. I mean, it. you would not be at fault for falling asleep during Tenet. And not because it's like fall asleep type movie, but it is... I've seen the movie probably a dozen times and still don't know if I quite understand the movie because it's a lot of like this kind of time travel back and forth. And so like, yes, I understand the movie, but also I don't know that I understand the movie. I think anyone who's seen the movie probably gets what I'm saying by that reference. It's just, it kind of blows your mind trying to like follow the, the path of time with the movie. Isn't, isn't isn't there another movie that goes back and forth a lot? Oh, it's, it's Inception. It's like a dream within a dream. So it's Christopher Nolan did both Tenet and Inception. So oh, same creator, which deal? is... <laughs> yeah. 
they're two of my favorite movies to watch stoned because uh, I can just get like mesmerized. I, I'm pretty sure when I watch them, it's like my jaw is open and I'm just staring at the TV. <sighs> I miss that feeling about weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I'm not sure if it's the weed, uh, John David Washington, a little bit of both. But yeah, my jaw is definitely on the ground the entire time <laughs> watching Tenet. <laughs> All right, noted. Yeah, I, I don't have anybody picks. left to kiss under the mistletoe. I went. That's what I decided to go with. Yeah, I mean that I'm selective. is. Thank you. <laughs> you are. I was like, I will get a line going. You know, Michael B. Jordan, get up there. Keanu Reeves, get yourself up there. Oh, I mean, Keanu. I could. Present uh, day Keanu. Not as much, but I still would do <laughs> present day Keanu. <laughs> yeah. I just, he seems like a genuinely humble, kind man. And um, I, again, love The Matrix. Think he's hot. Love Speed. Think he's hot in that as well. Um, I also just think he was so funny and always be my maybe. Is that the movie Ali Wong did? Um, I don't know. I don't think I watched it. I'm going to say something controversial. I really don't care for Keanu Reeves too much, but. I know that's okay. like taking a stab at your heart and the podcast. Wow. Is this I think where it's we his voice. stop doing the podcast together? Is this the moment that it ends? I mean, I respect what he does in his movies, but I think I think there's something about him that doesn't hold me. Yeah, but I, I mean, have a problem. Is... I just lose interest. It's my problem. It's not Keanu. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> he does kind of have that like bill and ted adjacent voice that has always existed his entire life um but i don't know there's something that does it for me i love him i always have always will (laughs) always will (laughs) oh my goodness well you know, we also, we said we make this a little bit of a hodgepodge episode, and we were maybe going to talk about cuffing season. Um, yeah, when you take that kiss a little too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, how would you describe cuffing season to listeners who are not familiar with the term? Um, I would, number one, I would describe it as a psychotic activity. Number one. <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> crazy. I guess it's when you decide around the holiday time to like start shacking up with somebody and like kind of spend that time just for a couple months and then cut them loose. I I can't imagine doing that. It just seems like yeah, the worst time actually. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I I kind of get it now that I live in the north because there's not much going on in the winter months. So it's like this concept that you're like coupled up during the holidays and winter months. So from like late fall, October, maybe November to early spring, you're I think it's called cuffing because it's like you're handcuffed to somebody for that period of time. Right. Yeah. Sounds great. Kind of. (laughs) I know, right? Such a loving, um, welcoming, inviting term. But there is something about like January and February, this idea of like having someone to cozy up with on the couch and watch movies and order takeout. So like I kind of get the idea of it and like where the desire for it comes from. But it just feels kind of 
icky to me. Um, unless mm-hmm. you're on the same page going into it. Like if you're both kind of like, yeah, you just want like a cuddle buddy, sex buddy for the cold months, but I don't see this going anywhere, then I don't have a problem. But I feel like it's often one person knows it's a cuffing situation and the other person is not aware that that is what is happening. Yeah, that's a little, that's fucked up. Um, yeah. I don't, and then, like, are you bringing this person that you, like, just met to meet your family and shit? Like, you got to be a little bit seasoned to meet my family. You're not prepared (laughs) for that type of traumatic experience. Like, and my family is going to be like, who the fuck is this? Absolutely. And then, like, what's the gift-giving etiquette for, you know, a cuffing A dick in a box? Oh, look what I got (laughs) you. That's probably you get to it. sleep with me for two months. It's a hundred percent a dick in a box. What's the the <laughs> women's equivalent? Is it boobs in a box? Because I don't know how we get our vagina in one. That just seems not practical. <laughs> the vagina is the box. That's it. Um, I don't <laughs> know. Point. Just put a bow on your vagina and be like, go find it. Yeah, I don't know. There's if you want to put your boobs in a box, I'm not against it. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I guess it really it's not, works. It's not going to be that easy for me. You better impress me with something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, um, I've i never been in a cuffing season relationship, at least not to my knowledge. I mean, I've definitely dated people where we kind of started dating late summer and maybe broke up in springtime but it wasn't really like a cuffing season situation it just happened to be those were like the time frame in which we dated yeah i don't think i've done that either i mean i've been in pretty long-term situations for the most part where i actually thought about uncuffing specifically during the holidays where i was like i can't do this this is going to be the most stressful couple months of my life Yeah, my mom famously had an anti-cuffing relationship where uh, this person would break up with her before the Christmas holiday and then get back together after Valentine's. And my mother's birthday was in January. So Uh, essentially, yeah, yeah. And like the second year he went to pull it, my mom was like, nah, I'm not falling for this again. But yeah, so that was like an anti-cuffing situation. Um, Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it is a yeah. good time to, to to break up permanently if you're not in it to win it, but not to keep going back. Right, 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 yeah. right. Like I might your... spare somebody the shitty holiday with me if it's not working out. I might be like, you know what? You want to be thankful for something this Thanksgiving? Let it be that this is over. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your Christmas gift early. Uh, I'm ending this relationship for your own sake. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I guess thanks for tuning in for our random mistletoe yeah. cuffing season chit chat. Uh, I think we have one more episode left in 2022, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it is kind yeah. of 2022 is almost over. My God. I know. Where does the time go? I know. Um, Go subscribe to or or follow. That's the right term. Follow Chelsea Handler's Instagram. And then once you've followed her Instagram, come over and give our Instagram a follow. What is it, Marinella? Prim and Proper Podcast. 
fam. I'll link it below in the episode notes. Uh, and what? Leave us a review. A nice one, please. We've been, leave us a review we've been or nice send me girls. a message about something, something that you want to hear on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Message That's helpful. Us. Indeed. Yeah. We're not very creative on our own, so let us know what you want us to chat about. You do you do that work for us. Thank you. We'll put it on the Excel sheet yeah, we <laughs> that we reference only every six months. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and with that, I bid you adieu. Have a good week. Have a good one. Good night.